Are you tired of food controlling your life? Binge eating, emotional eating, secret eating, or feeling obsessed and even addicted to food? I'm Tasha, peaceful eating and nutrition coach, specializing in binge eating recovery and peaceful weight management. And I'm so happy that you found this podcast. It brings me so much joy to warmly welcome you into this safe space where you can expect open conversation about all things recovery and learn practical tools, tips and advice about how to repair your relationship with food, regain trust within yourself and take back the control in your life, one urge at a time. To become a valued member of this community, subscribe to the series now. And let's discover the peaceful eater in you. Hello and welcome back to the Peaceful Eating Podcast. Thank you so much for rejoining. I am Tasha, your host. And today in this episode, I want to talk about the importance of rediscovering and rebuilding your life outside of your battles with food. It's a really beautiful topic and one which is going to help you so much. And I'm really excited to share it with you. Um, But just first, I just wanted to give a very quick personal update as to where I have been hiding, because uh, you may have noticed that there's been quite a gap between episode six and this episode. Um, So you may know by now, if you followed me for a while, that I am experiencing, uh, that I am expecting my first baby in September in just a few weeks time. So the last few weeks have just been really wrapped up in getting everything ready for that, everything ready for her arrival. I've also been running two 12-week programs, two 12-week peaceful eating programs side by side. So I've had two groups of clients running simultaneously, which I've never done before. Usually it's just one group at a time. Um, But this time I've had two groups, which has been incredible and they've all absolutely smashed it. But it has taken up, obviously, a lot of time. And I have just wanted to invest all my time and all my energy into them and into their journeys. Um, But those two programs are now ending. They're coming to the end, which means that I do have... A little bit more time. I feel like most of the preparations for baby's arrival have uh, are done, are sorted. So, um, so yes, I'm really excited to start creating more podcasts and more content in general across my social platforms to help you guys. And and yeah, so so here we are with episode seven, um, and we're going to dive. We're going to dive in. So as I said, I want to spend this episode talking about the importance of rediscovering and rebuilding up your life outside of your battles with food and with body image. And it is a beautiful part of the process because it is the part where, honestly, you start living once again, having been feeling like you're kind of held a prisoner in your own mind by your own mind for so long and if you are someone that has experienced or maybe you are currently experiencing disordered eating 
And when I talk about disordered eating, you know, I'm including yo-yo dieting, food obsession, binging, restricting, sleep eating, secret eating, emotional eating, essentially any behaviors involving food which cause you any level of stress or discomfort or anxiety will be classified as a disordered eating on some on some level. So if you have experienced or you are experiencing any of that, you will, I'm sure, agree with me when I say that it is all consuming. Every thought, every decision, every single thing in your life becomes about making space for these patterns and, and behaviors to, to exist, right? And the thing is, is it, it starts so small and, and seemingly harmless Little things like changing a plan to accommodate for your diet rules or hiding the odd wrapper following a binge or exercising just a little bit longer to compensate for what you ate the night before. But slowly and over time, and and often without us really, really noticing that it's happening, these patterns and these behaviors and these thoughts start to take over your whole life, little by little. And generally, by the time we arrive at that point where we kind of go, okay, this is a problem, you know, something needs to change, this is not okay. By that point, it has such a tight grip on us that it affects our our ability to, to eat or really to live peacefully at all. And what once might have been kind of the the occasional changing of a plan or tracking of a meal, which didn't really seem to cause any issues, now suddenly has become this big situation which we just no longer feel in control of and which actually can feel so overbearing that it, it can almost feel sometimes like you can't really even remember what life was like before, before those struggles and before those patterns. And it can feel as though your life has literally just become about that stuff, about weight and calories and tracking and obsessing and binging and then restricting. It's it's almost like being stuck on this kind of hamster wheel where you're just chasing and chasing and chasing and getting nowhere. And not to mention that never ending train of painstaking thoughts, which can just be truly, truly deafening. You know, I remember being with friends and family and just feeling so isolated. It was like I was trapped inside my own mind with this kind of constant, continuous inner dialogue about what to eat or what not to eat. You know, whether I'd gone over my calories, under my calories, how much weight I should lose before some event coming up, whether or not the fact I'd been to the toilet that morning had affected the number on the scale, whether I should make up a lie as to whether I couldn't eat whichever meal was being served, whether I should just write the day off and start again tomorrow. It was constant. And when we're in that place, you know, it can leave us feeling, and it left me feeling, completely disconnected from ourselves and and completely disconnected from those around us as well, our friends and our family. It's almost like life loses its true meaning. You know, dinners out are nothing more than just an entry into my fitness pal. And holidays are no longer holidays, but just another reason to, to restrict Evenings in are not really relaxing anymore, but just kind of an opportunity 
for a binge urge to win and to self-sabotage. And the thing is, is that unless we make the empowered decision to push back against these thoughts and back against these patterns, they will continue to take over taking up just a little more room in our life, taking a little more power from our thoughts, taking a little more joy from every single one of our days. Now, obviously, standing up against these disordered eating patterns is is no easy task, right? Which is why we find ourselves stuck in that place, because those thoughts and those urges can feel intense. And those habits and behavioral patterns can feel so deeply ingrained and such a part of who we are that it feels like we don't really even have an option but to but to fall slave to them time and time and time again but honestly we do and now I don't I don't want to go off on a tangent here I do love a tangent but I don't want to go off on one here about thought and urge management and, and honestly, I wouldn't have time to cover it. If you are wanting those deeper kind of step-by-step methods of how to effectively do so, I would suggest checking out my 12-week Peaceful Eating program, which covers everything in detail. And you can find the link to that in my bio. But what this episode is about is the importance of rebuilding up your life outside of these patterns and behaviors and outside of these thoughts and rediscovering the things that bring you joy and fun and make you feel like you, like the you before all of this started. And it doesn't matter how long you've been caught up in these cycles, whether it's a year or 50 years, right? Because inside of you, there is a version of you that is free and that is liberated. And this is about finding her or him once again. It's about reclaiming your life piece by piece by piece until really there is just no room for these disordered patterns to to exist anymore. So I'm going to talk you through three ways in which you can begin this kind of rebuilding process and to find what works for you because it's going to be different for everyone as as a lot of this stuff is and at the beginning it can kind of feel like you honestly can't really remember who you were or sort of even knowing where to look for these for these ways of rebuilding your life can seem kind of impossible so I'm going to talk you through three ways to kind of get you started so the first one is finding an oldie is what I've called it. So what I mean by this is to think back to before these patterns and behaviors and thoughts had their grip on you and to think back to a hobby or something that you used to enjoy before all of that. So it can be something from your childhood or from your teen years. Maybe it's a sport, a musical instrument, singing, dancing. Maybe it was something like doodling or coloring or collecting something or reading maybe creating collages like it can be anything but once you've thought of something something that you used to enjoy doing whether it be a hobby or or, or anything else it's time to bring it back I want you to go out and I want you to buy that thing or sign up to that class or order that book or that coloring book 
Because reconnecting back to something that you loved doing before you face these issues is a great way to reconnect to that version of yourself in general. And creating time in your day or your week to spend doing that thing. And if you can, really trying to almost set an intention that whilst you're doing it, you are free from thoughts about food or or body image, the, the best that you can. You know, really, really try and get lost in that thing. Even if it's 10 minutes a day, right? That is 10 minutes of your day, every day, that you are reclaiming back from those disordered thoughts and patterns. Okay, so the next one is similar, but this is finding a newbie. So now we're looking for something completely new in your life. So probably something that you've never tried. Again, along the same lines, perhaps starting reading or running or painting or yoga or honestly pretty much anything that is new. So this is now about reconnecting to that new version of yourself, that version of yourself who is working on freeing and liberating herself, the version who is standing up and pushing back against this crap that has had so much control and so much power over you for so long. And again, aim to make this thing, this hobby or this this new thing that you're bringing into your life, aim to make it almost ritualistic so that when you do it, you're taking really, really taking time to connect to that new version of yourself. You're taking time to tune out of those thoughts and instead really getting lost in this new hobby, immersing yourself in whatever it is and losing yourself in the new you. Once again, by doing this, it seems like a small, insignificant thing when you're trying to work on beating binge eating. It seems quite random, but you are, by doing this, you are reclaiming yet another chunk of your life. It's another 30 minutes per week or 15 minutes per day or however long that this thing takes. It's reclaiming that chunk of time. It's another chunk of time where you are not engaging in disordered patterns. You are pushing that demon and those thoughts out and out and out and out. Um, Okay, so the third way is about putting those thoughts in their place. And this is going to be really particularly helpful for anyone who is in the early stages of their journey where perhaps you haven't yet learned the methods for actually overcoming those thoughts and behaviours, but you've acknowledged that you want change, you're ready to start taking that power back from them and pushing back against them. So this is about accepting that those thoughts might be there still, but whereas previously you may have been fitting your life in around those thoughts, adapting your life to accommodate for those thoughts and behaviours. This is about instead fitting those thoughts in around your life. Accepting that right here, right now in this moment, I am experiencing any given thought or urge, but you are choosing to not change or adapt your life in any way as a result of that thought. You're not reacting to it. So some examples might be you're having an urge to restrict following a larger than usual lunch. But you've got dinner booked with a friend in a place where you can't access calorie information. 
Okay. Now, previously, you may have had this thought about needing to restrict and you may have reacted to it by cancelling or changing plans and ultimately making space for that disordered pattern to, to, to thrive, right? In doing that, you're giving power to it, allowing it to become stronger, allowing it to create, to take up more space in your life, to have more power over you. So now what you will do is you will hear that thought, you will accept it's there, but you will not change or cancel any plans to make space for it. Life comes first. And that disordered thought goes to the back of the line. (laughs) Another example might be a thought about not feeling good in your body whilst getting ready for a social event. So again, previously, you may have chosen to either avoid this social event or maybe you're making an excuse as to why you can't be there. Whilst again, simultaneously and unknowingly, you're kind of making space and giving power to this thought about your body not being okay. And you're allowing it to control you and your life. So now you hear that thought, you accept that it's there, but you find it in you to again put life first and put that disordered thought to the back of the line. And you can practice doing this every time a disordered thought about food or about body image tries to dictate your life or your plans or your joy. Because at this point in your journey, you know, maybe those thoughts are still there. They're not going to be there forever, but maybe right now they're still there. But this is about going, okay, that thought is there, but it is coming second in line to me living my life. And in doing that, you are making such incredible progress in just reclaiming that power back. Like just making a commitment to yourself that, okay, those thoughts are there, but they are not going to control me anymore. I am not going to put my life on hold because of food or because of thoughts about my body for a day longer. And it's such an important part of the process. And actually, I just want to share with you, I was only going to share three ways, but I want to share with you a fourth way that you can start to rebuild your life. And this is such a beautiful little accessory tool. Um, And I call it joy hunting. So when we are stuck in in disordered patterns or any kind of, um, you know, whether it be depression or anxiety or disordered eating or any of those kind of mental wellness challenges, it takes a lot of joy from us. We lose a lot of joy in our life, particularly with disordered eating, because we're so overly focused on these obsessive thoughts and patterns we may even feel as though the only joy left in our life is food or binging. Now, yes, food is joyful, but it's not the only source of joy. Food can be pleasurable, but it's not the only source of pleasure. It can be fun even, you know, food can be fun, but again, it is far from the only source of fun available to us. So joy hunting is starting to find and discover all those billions of other sources of joy and fun and pleasure in and around your life. Whether it be having hysterical laughter over stupid things with a friend, to uh, spotting a beautiful flower on your morning walk, having an ice cold water on a hot day, getting into fresh bed sheets, seeing blue skies, 
a strong coffee, you know, a fleecy blanket on the sofa. Literally, there is joy and pleasure everywhere when we start to look for it. And in fact, all of those four ways that I've just shared with you about how we can rebuild our life are about putting food and putting thoughts about food back in their place. And if you commit to doing that consistently, rebuilding your life and rebuilding you and rebuilding the joys around you, you will absolutely be making such huge progress. And if you are someone who is ready to go all in on a journey and become a peaceful eater and really, really learn those kind of more in-depth tools and methods and, and processes, then I really do urge you to check out the details of my 12-week peaceful eating program via the link in the show notes. Um, but guys, we're going to leave it there. So go and start hunting those joys, start reconnecting back to the old version of yourself before all of this and to the new version of yourself that is pushing back against these patterns. And most of all, enjoy it. But until next week, guys, we are going to leave it there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget that you can connect with me on Instagram at mind.food.peace. And you can also email me at any point. Feel free to just drop me an email, share with me the joys that you've discovered. And I will see you next week for episode eight. Bye for now, guys. Have a wonderful week.